Welcome to the Rising Kings podcast, where we enable you to raise your standards, elevate your performance, and live to your highest order in business and in life. If you haven't already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss out on any feature content. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Rising Kings podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and of course, with me, we've got our founder and director, Ben Salkeld. Ben, how are you this morning? Good, man. Good. Seventh day straight, no caffeine. I've just come out of the clouds. How is it? <laughs> oh, man, feels feels good now. I feel alive. But man, the first five to six days is, is very, very Rough. tough. Ah, oh, man, like... <laughs> I probably do it once or twice a year. I've been cycling off caffeine over the years. The last stint I did, I was off for six months. But um, oh, you forget, man. You forget how much you you really have it in your life. You know, like for those couple of days, man. Just not just the headaches. It's just it's the fog. I'd I'd almost say slight depression, mate. Like you just you really don't want to do anything it's really hard just to show up in front life so it was a, it was a bit of a taste of you know how challenging life can be at times when when you don't have the right mindset etc but man I stuck with it I knew I just had to get through these five six days stick stick to the work push through and yeah here I am on the on the other side mate feeling good and <laughs> that's good to hear because I don't know what I would do without my coffee <laughs> oh mate it's it's a it's a it's a proper commitment to come off caffeine. You know, I, I know some people aren't affected that much by it, but um, I've always found it really challenging to come off caffeine. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've never tried anything like that, but I know I probably wouldn't be wouldn't do good. You know, <laughs> I think I think my biggest vice right now is like sugar. Yeah, sugar's tough, man. Sugar's sugar's tough. You know, like as as you cut through these layers, man. You know, like as as I said, like my journey. You know. I think porn was probably the first thing I fully removed out of my life. And then it was alcohol. Uh, I did a stint with no sugar. Sugar's now in my life. However, it's it's under management. <laughs> and then caffeine, uh, I pull out. I'll probably do, you know, look, I, I think I'm doing a minimum of six weeks uh, caffeine free. And then we'll look at how, how far that goes. Cause I'm not, I'm pretty good at like, I'll run six weeks and then I'll go, hey, I'll do another six weeks. And that, that takes me to like nearly three months, 12 weeks. And then I'll just go, hey, I'll do another quarter. And then, uh, you know, we go from there. Look, I'd love to say I'd, I won't have caffeine again, man. Like if I can operate at the, the level I feel I can operate at uh, without it, then I'll, I'll stick without it. Mm, nice. Well, if you're ready, I would just kind of like to get into today's topic. And this is something that I've been seeing a lot lately. And I just kind of, you know, I'm, I guess, you know, we can title it, you know, sort of a why bother, right? <laughs> so we've got, you know, the legacy impact scorecard, which is something new that we've sort of just pushed out there. Um, mm. It's an amazing, you know, assessment tool that allows a man to score himself on five core pillars, which are consistency, confidence, capacity, connection, and clarity. And a lot of these guys, you know, that I'm seeing are scoring on average between 18 to, you know, 28% total, right? Mm. Um, some of these guys might be scoring pretty high on certain categories. It might be scoring, you know, 30 or 40%. Uh, but then again, at the same time, they're also scoring zero on things like connection, consistency, and clarity. And when I talk to a lot of these guys, a lot of them will say, hey, you know, I'm serious, dead serious about working on myself. But when you get to the core of things and you start, um, you know, talking about how much time can you put in, you know, you get all of the million and one excuses that we always tell ourselves, right? <laughs> Which is, I'm too busy. I don't have enough time. I've got too much things going on. But yet, 
I'm serious about working on myself, right? Mm. Perfect example was the gentleman that I spoke with the other day. I asked him blatantly, I was like, can you, you know, do you have enough time to be able to put in an hour a day, one hour a day on working on yourself? And he sort of lashed out at me and raised his tone of voice and said, I don't even have 30 minutes. And I go, well, how, you know, you just told me that you're serious about working on yourself that mm. if you don't, you know, you don't want to look back when you're 50 and think about, you know, the time wasted in the past 10 years. But yet you can't put an hour a day working on yourself. And most of us, including myself, and I'm guilty, I've got an hour a day of YouTube every single day. Yeah, We all have that hour of day, but yet we can't put the phone down to work on ourselves. So my question to you is why? Like, why do some men even bother to take time out of their day, complete the legacy impact assessment, get a subpar score, see it, read it, and yet still be too busy to do anything about it? Yeah, man, it's a good question. I, yeah, I, we, we get a lot of men uh, inquiring about Rising Kings. We get a lot of men filling out that assessment, like you said, suboptimal results, but then don't do anything about it. And I, I, I think it's, part of the problem that's just embedded in in the world we live in at the moment which is this mediocrity that eh I can I, I, I can keep doing what I'm doing I can stay where I'm at you know it's okay it's not that bad until it gets fucking that bad you know what I mean because I, I always you know, a lot of questions that come through you know guys who aren't in Rising Kings you know friends of friends and all that sort of stuff you know the big question is, is like why would you bother man why would you bother fucking working on yourself why 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 bother spending hour a day doing meditation, journaling, cold showers, exercise, or all, all the things that we do. And man, look, I, I, I'm sure I was in that boat pre-working on myself. It's, you know, like, because it was always there. I always knew people who did it, but I was just like, you know, ah, fuck, you know, why would you bother? doesn't really make that much of a difference in your life. However, now it's, you know, I, I thought about it this morning. I got up at five. I finished all my you know, deep work, including exercise. Like it was a pretty strenuous session. Yeah, man, it was it was a solid hour and a half, two hours of work on myself, you know, that, that I had to invest. But I had to get up at five to get it done, right? So that I'm home by seven, seven thirty, uh, to help with the kids with school, etc. And what I've noticed is if I don't do it, I genuinely don't feel great about my life. I don't feel I'm putting in the work to live my best life. And so it's not it's not a I do the work so that I feel pepped up and excited and I'm pumped and yeah, fucking let's take on the world and let's take on the day. There's hints of that, you know, like exercise helps with that, the endorphin rush, etc. But it's not it's not the driver because I can do that by having a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, I can do that, get that feeling by, you know, uh, taking a pre-workout, etc. But the thing is, it's not a it's not a long lasting internal deep visceral feeling of I'm fucking working on myself to be my best self to experience this one shot at life at the highest possible potential I can. And I think this is this is where the problem occurs is it's not fucking easy, man. Like it's 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 a true commitment and you have to forego some of the pleasures and comforts of life, i.e., like you said before, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, watching TV, Netflix. I'd go even as far as, man, sitting at a desk, responding to emails, you know, faffing about on fucking the internet. All those things take up and swallow all that time that we think we don't have because 
it's comfortable because there's a slight level of pleasure that comes with conducting and doing those things versus getting up early, getting out there when it's six degrees in the morning and doing a workout in the dark in a weight vest, coming back, spending 15 minutes meditating, spending another 15 minutes journaling, spending another 20 minutes stretching. Like there's not a lot of pleasure in that. It's not highly comfortable for that two hours of personal investment time. However, the feeling that comes off the back of it through the day, knowing that you're doing that work, far exceeds those short-term pleasure spikes that we get out of, like I said, the you know, all those vices that we're into and, you know, adding in things like sugar, coffee, alcohol, drugs, whatever it is, they're very short-term pleasure chases. I'm talking about why would you bother? Because there's a there's a feeling that I can't explain, I can't tell you, you have to feel it yourself when you start working on yourself and you are committed to operating at your highest potential. I'm just sort of, because I mean, this is something I've thought, you know, thought about, you know, a lot of these guys, I feel like are living life sort of like, you know, as if they're sitting in a beanbag chair, right? We all know that sitting in a beanbag chair is pretty damn comfortable. Love the beanbag chair. Right? I mean, it's 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 <laughs> yeah. great, right? Yeah. But also, most of us know that if we sit in the beanbag chair for so long, right? Say you sit there for an hour, two hours, that your back will you know, begin mm. to ache. Most of us, when we sit in a beanbag chair, usually we have a bowl of popcorn or some sort of chips, you know, eating and watching TV, right? And we all know that if we stay in this position for so long that we're doing something unhealthy, it might be comfortable, and for us to be able to get out of this comfort zone at this point in time, most of us can't jump out of it. We have to roll over. And usually, you know, some sort of an ache in the body is going to occur. And it's uncomfortable, right? Most guys mm. are living in the life like a beanbag chair. And for yeah. them to get out means that they have to, you know, be put in an uncomfortable position. My question to you is like, it's kind of like, you know, back when, when you and I were in our 20s, living life as if we were an invincible man drinking all that you know partying it up drinking as much as you possibly can because nothing can touch us mm. so like these guys that are living this way in this comfortable position feel like they have nothing to lose at this point in time like really when you look back in five to ten years like what do they have to lose like what is if they don't do anything now what do they have to lose yeah man i think the big thing under it is like the question that one has to ask himself do you feel fulfilled fulfillment because I question myself a lot on this all the time as well. I'm like, let's say I didn't have to work again and I could do whatever the fuck I want. Am I just going to sit around playing computer games, watching TV, watching movies and all that sort of stuff? And I, you know, part of me is like, oh man, that'd be, that, that feels so good. But I've been there before. Like you said, in my 20s, teens, sitting around, goofing off all day and I, I didn't have fulfillment. It was little spikes of pleasure, but after a while, like you said, man, like it gets fucking boring it gets uncomfortable you know there's a higher purpose to go and live and i think this is this is the piece that i want to challenge a lot of guys on who might be listening it's like it's not you know the question isn't hey are you happy because in the moment while you're sitting on the couch eating a pack of chips watching a tv show yeah man i'm, I'm happy it's like a fulfilled man like do you feel fulfilled are you living out that highest order as a man, as a father, as a husband, as a leader in all you do, that if tomorrow the lights went out, tomorrow it's like, this is it, man. We're done. You're out. Are you going to turn around thinking, fuck, 
could have done more, should have done more, I'm pissed off I didn't really have a fucking go? Or are you going to turn around and go, I oh, know, I'm, I'm cool with the fact I just fucked around for the past, you know, decade of my life, two decades of my life and didn't really accomplish anything in terms of my fulfillment? Because I think it's a hard question, man. And I think a lot of men avoid it and tell themselves a lie that, hey, I'm cool. I'm okay. I'm comfortable. I don't need to rattle the cage. Why would I bother? Why would I get uncomfortable when everything's very comfortable right now? But the the question is, are you fucking fulfilled? Because fulfillment takes work. I look at the guys off the back of uh, the men who come through Code Black. Pre-Code Black, you know, life's pretty fulfilling. There's levels that they're trying to get to that they want to feel, you know, looking for the easy path, a lot of us, to to just live the, the, the comfortable life. You take them through this rites of passage and you get to the end and you go and you see these men breaking down with just like the highest level of emotion. Like I've got goosebumps all over me thinking about like the level of emotion that just channels through these guys because they fucking earned fulfillment. They took themselves physically, mentally, and emotionally way beyond what they thought they were fucking capable of. They hung on. They worked together. They stayed in it to get to this crescendo, this fucking end point. They get to this moment where they go, holy shit. And I tell them, that there is fulfillment. What you're just tasting right now, like that's the shit we want to bottle. But the only way to get it is the work. You can't take a drug to get it. You can't look at fucking porn to get it. You can't fucking sit on on the couch and watch a show to get it. Like I'm talking about this deeper ingrained piece that's in our DNA that drives fulfillment that comes from doing the work. That's that's the shit that I think a lot of men miss. I ha- I have to totally agree. You know, a lot of guys we see this on, you know, the Facebook comments all the time. Like, hey, average is cool. Average is is perfectly okay, right? So that to that guy that's listening and I'm sure there's plenty of them that's listening right now going, Ben, you're full of shit. Average, living average is, is totally okay, right? What do you say to that guy? Hey, man, like, sweet. If that's, if that's how you want to live out your life, awesome. I'm happy for you. My heart bleeds, though, because I know deep down inside that's a cop out because I've been that guy. It's, man, what, like, what are you here to fucking do? Like, what are you truly here to experience? That takes work. That's like, ask yourself the question, am I truly fucking fulfilled? And ask yourself that day in, day out. Because I really think deep down, the answer is if you're not doing the work and you're not working on yourself and you don't know who the fuck you are and you go and take you know, the legacy impact scorecard and it gives you suboptimal results, it's not a fucking joke. It's an indicator that you have fucking more potential to give, to give to others, man, to leave this world in a better state than when you came, because that's what we're here to do. And just to put some context around it, you know, while we're talking about this legacy impact scorecard, like we're talking over 500 points of data from all the men that have come through Rising King's experience to be able to collate that. And I shared with you at the start of the podcast, so uh, I, we took all the legacy brothers through it, you know, and they all went through it. And all their scores were like 75, 80 plus, 80% plus, because they're in doing the work on themselves. And they all said, man, I, if, I, if I did this pre-Rising Kings, it'd be in the 20s, 30s percents. And I think that's, that's, that's what's happening. Like we get guys, you know, the, even guys who are listening, you go and do the scorecard, it gives you fucking, hey man, you get 28%. Eh, I don't fucking believe it. And then you'll go and do another fucking assessment somewhere, free assessment somewhere. And it'll tell you, hey man, you 
Fucking at 30%. Eh, don't believe it. I've got to find, I'm looking for the fucking, the book. The one the that's going to give me. <laughs> the, the one that's going to, the one that goes, hey man, you're doing great. Hey man, you doing, you got fucking 80, 90%. Yeah, I fucking, I knew I was, man. I just had to keep searching for the right thing to tell me. The truth is, man, it's not out there. And you, you have to take these opportunities to do something about it. And I think the big thing is, is like, hey, you know, firstly, if you're listening to this and you haven't gone and done the Legacy Impact Scorecard, go and do it. We'll put the links up. Just go and do it and just get an indication of fucking where you stand in terms of, you know, all this data we've put together to see what does it take for a man to live his best life across the five core pillars that we talked about before. Clarity, capacity, connection, right? Confidence and consistency. When a man has those five dialed in, he's living his best life. You will feel fulfilled. So it's not guesswork in terms of, oh, I got 28% and fuck it. Yeah, it's just a free assessment. It doesn't mean anything. It's like, hey, man, there's a fucking opportunity here. Even further than that, hey, you know what? Get on a call with Michael or myself or one of the performance guys and let's figure out a fucking path here and help. See what we can do. See how we can actually evolve this and get some higher numbers on the board. Should you choose that path? So my closing comment is don't leave life to fucking chance. The question that we started this podcast with, why would you bother? Because it's your fucking life. And I know I've threw a few F-bombs down here and I've said I'm going to reduce them, but when I get really stirred up, (laughs) they come out because I want to inspire, empower, and support those men who get this message because it's not going to be done itself. Yes, granted, go and live your comfortable life and do all that, but I, I, I... I question whether at the end of the day, you're going to turn around and go, hey man, that was awesome. I really lived a great life. I really went all in. I really tasted, you know, everything that life had to offer. I really showed up as a great man in the world and I left the world a better place than when I hence came. Playing in the comfort zone doesn't achieve that. Doing the work does. That's Ben Sarkeld and I'm Michael and this has been another episode of the Rising Kings podcast. Stay strong. So that's it for this week's show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Make sure that you head over to iTunes, uh, rate and review the show. This really helps us get the message out there to ensure we're doing our part in helping others raise their standards and live to their highest order. Also too, if you haven't already, you can apply to join our free Facebook group where we take this conversation deeper and further. And then finally, if you want additional resources, etc., head over to risingkings.com.au. Have an awesome week. Stay strong.